especially 2,000 years later, looking back on it. Absolute judgment is we've pushed that concept so far away from us. In order for us to really live forever, there, there was an immense payment. Such a foreign concept to us that we would be worthy of a free gift like that. separation the chasm between us and god was so vast i don't i don't think that i don't think we can kind of, i don't think we can comprehend i don't think we are capable of comprehending that kind of judgment or that kind of god removed oh no cuz we've made a we've made a history out of lightening our judgments throughout the ages right absolute judgment is we've pushed that concept so far away from us that like, no, we're not, you know, most of the states in the United States, no death penalty anymore. Right. Right. There is no absolute judgment anymore because we keep, we want to push away the thought there are, is an eternal consequence for the things that we do in this life. And if we can alienate that thought and push that as far out away from us as we possibly can, then maybe there is no eternal consequence for what we do. So you know what? You can go ahead and live however you want. Be whoever you want. You only live once. Yellow, bro. Right. And we get caught up in that mentality, and it's, it's become a societal mentality. And unfortunately, I think sometimes us Christians are guilty of pushing people towards that mentality because we say, well, you have to look this way or do this thing to be a Christian, right? And it's not about looking away or doing a thing to be a Christian. You, you can't look anyway to be a Christian. You, there's nothing that you can do to be a Christian. It's all Holy Spirit led and it's all by the grace of God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Thinking Well Podcast. My name's Kyle. I'm Tom. And uh, this is the first episode, one of many, uh, hopefully. But uh, I guess we just kind of, we wanted to bring something to you guys that was authentic, that was real, uh, scripturally based to kind of tackle what's out there in the world, right? Current events, hardships, questions, whatever it is, right? We want to take these things dissect them and look that look at them through a a scriptural lens so um tom i think uh you know i guess i guess the question at this point is why right why do we want to do this so i i think and and we talked about this leading up to this right i think for a lot of people they've they've grown up christian or haven't grown up christian and have heard about christianity but they just got a lot of questions about either what they've been taught growing up like, is this really biblical or am I just in a rut that I'm continuing in because that's what I've been told Christianity is? And then for those people that haven't grown up in Christianity, I think a lot of people, even though our society would dictate otherwise as they push Christianity away, I think a lot of people are curious. I think a lot of people push Christianity away because they don't really know what right. it's about. Or, right, there's a perspective that they've been shown that yeah. isn't what I would call, I, I wouldn't really call it Christianity at all. Right. Um, and I think it, you know, puts a, puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, I think. Yeah. And I, I think as we talked about this, that, uh, that this podcast or a, a podcast would be a good way to kind of 
approach those things and especially have something that's kind of local in our community because you can go out there and find um, podcasts that are similar or podcasts that probably will do a much better job than we will. Um, but we were even talking about this before, like we're not theologians. No. We're not any kind of uh, biblical scholars to speak we're of. We're just two bearded guys who yeah. are talking about Jesus. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how yeah. it is. And, and I think that's what, I think coming at it from that angle um, can make a difference. I think so. But yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, we had talked about a whole bunch of different things. And I know I had talked to a couple of people about a podcast, but um, I think we've got two pretty healthy perspectives um, coming into this. I'm not, uh, I'm not a necessarily a young man anymore. Not, the, a, not a spring chicken time. Yeah, not not much longer anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I agree with you, Tom. I, I think that, I mean, I, I know that you, you're very passionate about something like this. I definitely am, have been for a while. Um, you know, there's a lot of just negativity. There's a lot of hurt. There's a yeah. lot of confusion um, that, I, you know, when I look at the news, when I really look anywhere, there's a lot of hurt, confusion, and, um, you know, one of my one of my passions is to just shed some light, right? Whether it be on what's happening in the world, right? What's what does this book, what does the Bible say about this, right? Right? Why do we believe what we believe? Um, and just give clear, logical answers, right? And I, th- I think you presented it pretty well when you said, "Look at it through a scriptural, biblical lens," Absolutely. right? Like that's exactly what we want to do. Um, there, there are answers in the Bible. Yeah. For, for everything that's happening. And while we're not going to um, try to tackle the huge mountain of what that all might entail, uh, we can definitely cover some pretty basic things and some in-depth things as well that people just might have questions about. We had questions, right? That's how we got to where we're at today. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think that's a great point, right? It's, it's all through a scriptural lens. And um, I think we were talking about it a couple weeks ago, but I think that's really the only way you can approach it. For sure. Right. I mean, you know, to give, uh, you know, the listeners kind of some insight, right? When we were kind of coming up with the name of this podcast, we, we had a few kind of rolling around right in the head and some that were good, some were that were not good. But um, there know, were more that were not good. Yeah, that were good there, for there, sure. there, was, there was quite a few. But, you know, something that, you know, I want our, our listeners to really take in and, and, and take as the truth is that, you know, we don't. We don't want anything that we're going to say throughout this podcast to be, hey, you must believe this, right? This is the way that it is, cut and dry, uh, you know, the absolute truth, if you will. But, you know, all that we want to offer is, you know, our opinions based off what we see in Scripture and what we think is right. But, you know, the biggest thing that I encourage our listeners to do, and I think, Tom, you would do this, for, you know, you would agree with me, is put it to the test. Yeah, look it up. Open the book. Right. Find these things and, and, and see for yourself, right? Because I guess I'll, I'll kind of segue this way, right? I mean, for me, it was just like in the last four or five years where I, 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 w- I would say that I got a little more serious about what I believe, right? For a long time, I mean, and I, was, I was raised in church um, from a very young age. I mean, I, actually, I can't remember a time where we didn't go to church, but for me, it was like I, I knew the stories. I knew the gospel, but uh, I didn't know why I believed it, right? It wasn't mine, 
right? It was just, oh, the, the pastor said this, so it must be true. Or this is what everyone in my life, for the most part, has told me, so it must be true. Um, and I think that at a certain point, you know, as, as people, as Christians, you kind of have to sit down and get real. I think at some point you have to say, okay, this is great, but why do I believe this? Yeah. And uh, if you can get to that point, it's very, I think it's a very healthy mentality. You can get to that point where you're questioning why you believe this thing we call Christendom. Um, and I would encourage anyone who's there, don't feel bad for thinking that. That is a healthy place to be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, we should question, right? Some, somebody questioned at some point, and that's how we got where we're at today. Um, a Jesus made a, a ministry of going against the social norms and religious norms of the time. Uh, not accepting what was the status quo and pointing people in a different direction. And for sure, I don't think either one of us would have gotten where we're at today sitting here without saying, I know that. But why that's, do you know that's it? someone's belief. Right, right. Is it my belief? And if it is my belief, how do I back it up? Because you really have to be able to go back and say, well, I believe this because... This is what the Bible says about it. Right. And it, regardless of what I think the Bible says about it, what does the Bible actually say about it? Um, there are a lot of religions out there that will take a verse and be like, well, I think this is what the Bible says about this particular thing. Well, but can you correlate it? Can you back it up? Right. And when you look at things through that lens, um, evaluate things that way evaluate what you're being taught, evaluate the things that are, 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 are preached at your church or the things that are said at your workplace, evaluate them in that light and come up with what you believe based on the truth that's presented. Um, that's, that's kind of the point of this whole thing, right? Right, right. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, once you can sit down and say, hey, you know, find your convictions, right? Find yeah. the things that you're willing to die for, right? Those, that's what the word conviction means, right? The unwavering beliefs that you will not falter on. Find those things and then ask yourself, why do I believe those things? Why do I hold these things in such high regard that, I'm, that I would die for them? Yeah. And get to that point, right? And, and for me, it was, it was getting to a point where, and I'll, I'll tell you, I was just exhausted. I was just trying to do things my own way, uh, trying to live my life without Christ, or, or really just trying to be on two sides of a, of a fence at the same time, mm -hmm. and it not working, clearly not working. And, uh, you know, it, it really came down to, you know, the day that my daughter was born. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I, I thought I was ready, like emotionally to be a father and, and everything like that. I, I could see myself in, the, in those shoes and, and that were kind of, you know, that kind of responsibility, but um, I had no idea. I thought I did, but yeah. I had no idea. And uh, it wasn't until she, you know, she was born, and I held her for the first time, and I just had a realization um, that one, I didn't want to be the person that I was to her. I didn't want her to see how I was acting, and then you know, ask others or her mother, yeah. you know, about it. Um, I didn't want you know the way that I was behaving to be you know, her, her first glimpse of, you know, what a father is and ultimately what the heavenly father is. Um, so yeah, I mean, it got, it got heavy, it got heavy real quick. 
on like, okay, this isn't working, and if I don't change, then there's going to be severe consequences for, for my family. I think that was, you know, the biggest motivating factor for me. But yeah, I, I think, you know, getting to a point where you're, you're really thinking about it is healthy. That, that is super impactful when you think about like you're responsible for somebody, right? You're responsible for their picture of what you're hoping and praying that they believe in eventually. And being able to present that picture correctly is a, is a super big responsibility. That would, that's a, that would be a turning point, I would think, in anybody's oh, life. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Because for the longest time, it was, it was just like, you hear these things in, in messages, you read them in the Bible, I've been hearing it all my life, but I didn't really have a, a good, you know, in front of my face, like, application, much as that. Um, and it just, the cost was more, the way that I was living, what that would cost was more than I could afford. Yeah. And it just, it got to a point where, you know, like I said, right, I, I got to a point where I had to question why, okay, God, why? Why does our pastor, Zach, get in front of the pulpit every week? Why does he study for hours and hours a week to present your word and do it professionally and do it godly? Um, why have my father and my grandfather devoted their lives to living a certain way and being an example? Um, I, I was surrounded with it, but I, I didn't know why. And uh, definitely came to the realization that, okay, like, Really, at least for me, it was because my actions, the way that I was living my life, impacted others around me, yeah. impacted my family, my wife, my daughter, my friends, some of my friends even to this day, right? When they, it, it's harder, right? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think getting to a point where you're convicted and you know what your convictions are, convictions are and you are asking why it's a very healthy place to be. Because I, I think that's what creates passion. And I think from passion creates action. And that's how things change. Yeah. And it's super important to be passionate about it because that's when you invest in it, right? It, you can't feed off of somebody else's passion for it. It has to be your passion. Um, so for, for me, I think getting to that point in my life took so much longer. You, you should should count yourself fortunate that you were able to get to that place when you did uh for me it wasn't until man both of my kids were born I was in my early 30s and God just kind of brought me to this point in my life I was I was stupid man I've I've told you guys some of the stupid stuff that I I'd been up to in my life well, we, we can go down I I don't know I think you and I were probably we're probably uh, go hand in hand with some well, of the probably. I th I think crazy th I think stuff. that's one of the reasons why th why we were drawn to do this together, right? Because yeah. our story is is so is so similar. Um, but God brought me to a place where He made it very clear to me that either I was gonna start picking up and being the godly father that He wanted me to be, or I wouldn't have that responsibility um, in my life the way that I wanted it. Wow. And that was, that was really a turning point for me as when I got to that point, right? Like, Hey, you've kind of been a trash dad and you've kind of really been a trash husband. And 
that's fine. You can continue to be that, but then you won't have to be a trash dad because, you know, your kids will call somebody else's dad and your your wife will call somebody else husband. And like when that, and it's not like an audible thing that he said to me, right? But it's something that became very clear to me in the way that my life was going in the way that he was leading in my life, that this was a, this was an ultimatum time. Um, Cause I mean, my family was ready to just explode. And that's, that's when I had to make it real for me. And a lot of the things that I've come to and that the Holy Spirit has led me to in my life have really been through questions that Crystal, my wife, has asked me. Um, well, yeah, you were raised that way, but why do you do it? And I had to stop and I was, okay, that, that's a great question. Why do I do it? Is, do I do it just because I've always been taught that? Or do I do it because I believe it? And so I had to dig into the word and make those beliefs my own. And, and like you said, get passionate about it, right? Because um, that's where my conviction came from. And a lot of even the convictions that I hold today, I've come to through um, Crystal kind of instigating me, I guess I would say, to go in and study out why I believe those things. And do I really believe those things that I was raised with the same way today? based on my study rather than just the way I was taught. And I, I think that's one of the things we've discussed. We want to kind of part of what we want to tackle in this podcast too, are like things like that, right? Um, oh, do you believe sure. what you believe right. because you were taught that or have you made it your own belief? And if you have made it your own belief, that's great. Stick to it. Yeah. But don't just do it because that's how you were raised up. Right. Or don't, don't, be a, don't be a follower just to be a follower. Yeah. Right. Know why you are in wh whatever you're in, right? Whether it's yeah. Christianity, whether it's some other organization, you know, why are, why do you believe what you believe? Because I mean, that, that, that pillar will go down, it'll go straight down to who you are. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it makes up who you are. It's so easy to be a follower of something, right? Well, I mean that, but that's how God designed us. We're going right, to worship right. something. We're going to follow it. Um, but to your point, if we're going to follow something, let's make sure we're following Christ. Don't follow a denomination. Don't follow a pastor. Don't follow a congregation. All those things are going to let you down eventually. Absolutely. It, all those things are going to fade away eventually. Um, the church isn't, right? Right. Let's, let's get that clear. The, but the, a, a yeah. pastor at some point is going to be replaced through either um, death or, or something else, but he's a pastor will be replaced eventually. Congregations constantly turn over because of just life that happens, right? So if you're basing what you're following on those things, right. um, you're basing what you're following on the wrong thing. Be a Christian. Be Christ-like. Right, right. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, you said it, right? I mean, that's, that is the key, right? Every day, strive to be more Christ-like. And I think the way you do that you know, prayer and reading the Bible. For sure. I was actually thinking about that on the way over here. I was like, why, why are we doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And those, those exact words came to mind because being a Christian is about our relationship with God. Right. It's not about our relationship between us as a congregation or about our relationship with our wives. All of that stuff will fall in line if you put God first. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, it's outlined how to handle those relationships, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's, it's an umbrella, right? All those other relationships that you have with 
your friends, your family, your spouse, whatever, right? Um, they all stem from the relationship, the top yeah. relationship that you have with, with God, right? And if yeah. you, you're absolutely right. If that is in check, everything else trickles down. Yep. And your, your marriage will be correct. Your relationship with your kids will be correct. The relationship that you have with your uh, unsaved friends will be correct. Yeah. Within the church will be correct, right? It's, I think you're right. If, if, if we can learn how to be better stewards of our relationship with God, all, all the other stuff becomes a piece of cake. And that goes back to both of our turning points, right? Like, every, our relationship with God was trash, so all of our other relationships were trash. And once the Holy Spirit got a hold of us and kind of turned us back in that right direction, well, now we believe the things that we believe because the Holy Spirit has led us to believe those, not because someone led us to believe them. Um, and I'm, not, I'm sure we're, neither one of us would ever be able to say we're great husbands. Or, or great fathers. I don't know. I don't know, Tom. I'm pretty. Oh, I'm a pretty well, perfect husband. See, Kyle's got it all figured out, and here I am still struggling. <laughs> no, I no, mean, it's for sure. No one's ever going to be the perfect husband. Yeah, father, church member. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it's possible, right? But that's not a negative thing, right? That's how God designed us, right? Right. It's. It's. Uh, that doesn't exclude us from being close with God being right with God, um, you know, you don't have to be perfect to be right with God. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, uh, that I've learned that, you know, sincerity and putting in the work, that's what's required, you know, up, uphold these convictions, uh, you know, draw close to God every day and, and stay true to what you know is, you know, is the truth. Yeah. And when we, Man, when you look at those things, it's so refreshing that we don't have to be the perfect father, right? Like we can we can lean on him in the areas that we're weak and just allow him to kind of guide our families through us um in in bringing them to church and making sure that church isn't an option for us, right? right. And therefore it's not an option for our family. Like we're not making them come to church. They're coming to church because we're going to church. Yeah, we're not we're not sending them right? Right. We're going, well, I, that, you know, it's, it's fine if you don't feel good this morning, I'm going to go, you can take care of yourself. You're a grown up, right? Like, right. um, I, I think we've all run into that before or, you know, the, the kids, one of the kids are sick. Well, then one of us stays home, but one of right. us makes it a point to go to church as well. Right. Um, God forbid we're all sick and then we all have to stay home, but in <laughs> today's day and age, we still get to attend church. Right. right. Um, it's, it's, it's a struggle because if it weren't a struggle, we wouldn't need him. Very well said. Very well put, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, that just, in my mind, right, just opens up just dozens of, of paths, like talking, you know, paths I can probably go down. But I, I think a lot of it, you know, it's, it's kind of encompassed despite the freedom that we have in Christ, right? I, I think there's a huge misconception within Christianity, especially, you know, outside looking at Mm-hmm. With and sometimes I'll say this, Tom. Even within looking in, yeah. of you know that Christianity is, you know, it's just a bunch of rules to follow, and if you don't, then you know God's gonna smite you dead. You know, stay away from lightning storms, right? He's coming for you. Um, that's not what my Bible says, right? It's 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 very uh 
very opposite of that, right? Christ, Christ gave us freedom from, from the law, from sin, right? It's, it's, it's not, we're not in chains any longer. Right. We're, we're, we're under grace. Yeah. We don't have to be anything. The only thing we have to be in the Christian life is more Christ-like. Right. That's it. And in being more Christ-like, we're naturally going to draw closer to the Father. If we, I think you're absolutely right. If we could get a hold of the freedom we have in Christ, rather than constantly harping or focusing on the limitations that we have, like he said that he wanted to give us life. Right. He said that he wanted to give us, give it, us life and that more abundantly. That doesn't sound like restrictions to me. No, that, sounds, like that, that to me. sounds like we get to enjoy life to its fullest, right. but the way that he designed it, the right. way that he designed it to be enjoyed. Um, we, ju- we, we get so far off track with that sometimes. Well, Kyle, you didn't wear a suit to church on Sunday morning, and I'm super disappointed in you. You must be a lot less Christian than I am. That's, that's not how it works. I'll definitely make sure to wear a suit next this Sunday, Tom, for you. But I used to, right? And there, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with wearing a suit. Um, and I'm sure we're going to tackle this at some point. Um, but it, it's not about wearing a suit. Right. You're clothed in righteousness. Right. Wearing a suit doesn't make you more of a Christian than the person sitting next to you that isn't wearing a suit. That's right. 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 Yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, as we go on, you know, the intention is definitely, uh, you know, have some of these episodes. Um, I think, I think they're going to be under kind of a, a title under a category, you know, a category called, uh, truth nuggets. I think is what we're going to call them. Yeah. Um, looking for that, uh, that brand deal, Chick-fil-A, let us know. <laughs> um, and yeah, they're going to tackle, you know, things like, Hey, what does the Bible say about what to wear to church? What does the Bible say about music? What you listen to? What does the music? Uh, what does the Bible say about, you know? Um, well, what? what spe- speeding. I mean, yeah. like, what does it? What, like, what does it say about dancing? Dancing. Uh, you know what dancing leads to, Tom? More dancing. More dancing usually. Um, no, I, I think some of those things. I, I think the one of the funniest things I think I've done is gone back and read some like old church covenants. And like church covenants, even having them like we will not participate in dancing and and things like that. Like, okay, I, I can't wait to get to that part because those are things that. Um, and and don't get me wrong, folks. If you believe that there's something wrong with dancing, that it is your right in the freedom of Christ to believe that. Right. Um, but it's also my right with freedom in Christ to not believe that. Um, and we'll, when we get to those things, we'll start making those distinctions and drawing those lines to where we can better understand them. And don't get me wrong, we don't have the lockdown on how that should be understood. We're going to present it in the way that the Bible presents it. And then you can make your determination and we can make our determination based on what the Bible says. Exactly. And you know, I think a lot of these, and I think it's designed to be this way. What I'm, what I'm about to say is, right, they, it is designed to be a highlight on a lot of these things that we see that are preferences. Yeah. Right? None of these things change the doctrine of the Bible, doctrine of what we believe that, you know, Jesus came, died for our sins, rose again on the third day, and now is in heaven with the Father. Yeah. Nothing, you know, none of these preferences change the fact that is the gospel. Um, but 
I had a lot of questions. I still have a lot of questions. Tom had, has had a lot of questions. Has a lot, actually, has brought a lot of things to my attention that I just didn't know. Better ways to think about things, things that just traditionally I thought were a certain way that the Bible kind of does not quite, right? And I think a lot of people out there have questions about, you know, what does the Bible actually say about some of these things? Because even, with the, even within our churches, Tom, you know, there's not every church is the same. Right, some some churches hold more of a traditional standpoint on a lot right. of these things, and it's not wrong necessarily. But what does the Bible say about it? Yeah, and why do we conduct ourselves maybe different than that? Right? Why do we again? Why? Why do we conduct ourselves the way that we do on X? What we wear? Yeah, drinking, gambling. Put anything in there, right? What does it say about it? And if, if we can point to what it says about it, right, then we, that's, that's going to be some, one of those things that is a doctrine or a precept, right? But right. if you can't put your finger on it, I, I 100% agree. If you can't put your finger on it, it's a preference. Absolutely. And, and it's a not, preference and it's not should not fighting. be a conviction. Yep. Back to the definition you brought forward of conviction, right? A preference should not be something you're willing to die on a hill over. Because at the end of the day, when the disciples came to Christ, I, this has become one of my favorite passages in the Bible. The disciples came to Christ and be like, hey, so-and-so's casting out demons in your name. How dare they? <laughs> Wait, they're casting out demons in the name of Jesus, the only one who has the power to cast out demons. And Christ was complaining? like, and Christ was like, uh, is he preaching anything against us? They're like, no, but I mean, he's not, he's not with us. He doesn't hang out with us. He doesn't travel around with us. He, do, he, he doesn't have the same name on his door that we do. And Christ was like... He's not wearing a suit every Sunday. Yeah, and Christ was like, ah, leave him alone. He's, if he's preaching the same gospel that we're preaching, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. Yeah, sure. That was that passage, the Tom translation, by the way. Um, but I, I just love that about Christ where he was like, it's, it's okay for him to not be in the same vein that we are, right? Or doing the same things and going the same places that we are. He's still practicing and preaching the gospel. And the things that he are doing, he's doing, he's not doing them in his name. He's not going around casting out demons in his name. He's going around and casting out demons in my name, right. the only name worthy and that has the power to cast out demons. Leave him alone. He's fine. Right. I think a lot of people just get, especially, you know, from church to church, even within some churches, they, they just get so hung up on some of these preferences and, and they make them conviction. Yeah. They make them doctrine. They make them the principles in which they, you know, they live their life. And I, it's so dangerous and it's so harmful, I mean, not only to the church itself, but to the outside looking in. Right. I mean, this is, yeah, I think this is the direct effect, uh, you know, sorry, direct cause, you know, cause and effect here of why a lot of non-believers and a lot of, you know, outside of the, of the church think that what we're doing is, is nonsense, you know? And I think that's a lot of why, you know, Christendom gets a bad name because I think a lot of times we do it to ourselves. Oh, for sure. And I, I think that's what I love about a platform like this, right? Is because we can discuss some of those things um, that we're talking about, but then we can also talk about some of the misconceptions that unbelievers may have, right? Right. Um, some of those things, I, I think we've, we've 
so what we've been discussing kind of with the preferences and things like that, or what we were going to call truth nuggets. And then another, another kind of category, I guess you would call it would be contending for the faith. Like not, not justifying ourselves to an unbeliever who may stumble across this podcast because they think it has something to do with plumbing, um, thinking wells. Um, but because of, well, this is super interesting. I stumbled across this and they're actually talking about why they believe what they believe and explaining their position from a standpoint that's biblical, but it's also logical. Right. Um, and that's one of the things I love about the Bible, right? Everything in it is logical. So as long as we can speak from the Bible, it'll be both biblical and logical. And once they've heard that, they won't be able to go away and say they haven't heard the truth. Right. I, I think that's the whole point of this, right? I mean, yeah. we, we want to expose the truth um, as much as we can. We want to answer some of these questions that I don't think a lot of people have ever had an answer to. No one, I think a lot of people have never heard some of these things, right? And I, we definitely want to be able to to reach people where they are with what they're going through. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, we're going to do that segment, you know, Truth Nuggets. Um, you know, we're going to do interviews with, you know, guests, yeah. um, missionaries. You know, we went through a pretty long discussion about how great would it be to bring in missionaries um, in a, just a very pure, live, um, you know, unscripted kind of setting, right? Where yeah. we bring them in and we just say, hey, what's going on in, in your mission field? What are your needs? What are you struggling with? Without them having to worry about debutation and, and, and getting a certain amount of funding, right? And then yeah. going on to the next church, right? We want to we give some of those missionaries a voice for sure because there's a lot of them that don't have access to a platform like this. They, they yeah. don't have access to just be honest about what's going on in their mission field and what they need. Well, because I mean, and so one of the things, one of the backgrounds that, that I have is I, I was a missionary kid for 10 years on the mission field. And I think you're right. I think it's really important. Even in our discussion, we talked about kind of not putting them under the pressure of presenting something, right, right. but rather just allow them to talk, you know, talk about your struggles, talk about the things that you're going through that, you know, aren't slide worthy. Uh, the mundane tasks of the day-to-day of missionary life. Because w- when we see missionaries, we get the highlight reel, right? Um, between each highlight reel is six months to eight months to six years of passing out tracks and people throwing stuff back at you on the street and you not talking to anyone about Christ for months at a time. Uh, Missionaries struggle with that. Uh, A lot of our missionaries, I'm sure, run into loneliness out there on the field. Uh, And I think we can, and again, these are one of those things that we know we're going to get to, right? Uh, We can get to a point where we can, you know, just be an asset to these missionaries. And like you said, kind of give them a a more intimate platform to where they can kind of just talk those things out and share with us. Uh, what they've been going through and things like that. I, I'm, I think that's one of the things I'm one of the guest sessions I'm probably looking forward to most is figuring out who we're going to be able to have on, on that particular segment and um, giving them the freedom to just talk. Right. Um, I'm, I think that's one of the 
greatest guest segments. I'm looking. I'm definitely forward looking to. forward to it for sure. But you know, in addition to that, right? We got missionaries. Um, I'd love to bring in different pastors. Um, maybe to tackle maybe some harder questions. Maybe to hear their perspective on where they're at in their ministry. Yeah. Um, what's worked? What hasn't worked for them within their church? Um, things like that, right? We just kind of want to pick their brain and and see what they have to say. Um, also, you know, I'd love to bring in, you know, maybe some authors. Um, maybe some some people who have just a great testimony. Yeah. Share with you know. To anyone that would hear it, I think, I think that a lot of people can relate to some of the testimonies I've heard in our church, um, and I think it would be a great thing to to have them on and let them talk. Like you said, hey, just just talk, yeah, be honest, right? No, no scripting, right? I, I don't, I don't want any, I don't want this thing to be scripted, Tom. No, no, I want it to be real. Don't get me wrong, it, it, the security in me and the, and the logic person in me would love to have a script in front of me, but we're never going to be able to tackle the things that we want to tackle with, with, with it being scripted out. I, I think, too, from a, from a guest perspective, uh, when we get closer to camp, because our church goes to camp um, every year, and it's, it's a super good time. Um, it's always it's been beneficial for me every year that I've gone. And I know that it's primarily for the youth, but we do more of like a family camp thing. But I think leading up to that, it'd be cool to get some guests in here and talk about like their experience at camp. And I know there's people in our church that have been saved through a camp ministry and things like that. And that then turn around and like sponsor kids in our church to be able to give them the opportunity to maybe experience that for themselves and um, bring in some, some, young adults and some kids that are can talk about their camp experience. I mean, anytime you get a kid on something like this, you're going to get just fantastic, fantastic things to talk about because right. the things that come out of kids' mouths sometimes are fantastic. Um, but stuff like that. Th- those are the kind of things I'm looking forward to. Um, this is, this is going to be super cool, man. It really is. I'm, no, I'm really def- excited I'm about it. Being to able it. to sit here and do this for like the first time. Um, yeah. It, it feels, it feels good to finally be here Yeah, and actually recording. Now we put a lot of work into it. I've been convicted about it for a long time. Very passionate about it. I know you have too, Tom. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's what we want to bring to you guys, right? We want to bring quality content, professional content, um, that tackles the hard stuff. We don't want to, we don't want to shy away from it. Right. We want to, we want to help much as we can answer any questions that we can um we're going to start a, a gmail uh, for that purpose yeah uh, for any inquiries any any questions um one of us one of our team members will definitely get back to you um and uh i'll create that after this podcast and i'll announce what it is in the next episode um and then i think we plan it every friday we're gonna get together yeah and uh we're gonna record uh about an hour i know you guys you know, I know you guys live busy lives. You guys have stuff going on. So we want to give you guys kind of a bite size uh, nugget, uh, if you will, of, of truth. Something that you can listen to, uh, you know, just in passing on your way to work. Something that's easily digestible. But um, I think that's it. I think, yeah. uh, I think uh, I'm ready for the, for the ride. Yeah. So real quick plug, because we've already talked about this. The next episode is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're coming up as we're recording this right now, we're coming up on the Easter weekend. So we're going to be about a week behind the actual topic. Um, but we, we've already decided we're going to discuss the chronology of the crucifixion. It, 
it's going to be fun. I'm sure it'll be um, exciting because I'm sure we'll both get excited about it. It's something that we kind of discussed a little bit before we started recording tonight. And I'm just looking forward to building on top of that conversation and getting back to it. Um, but uh, yeah, be sure to tune in on whatever platform you listen to uh, for the next episode. It's, it's, we might answer some questions. We might present more questions in your mind. But at the very least, we're going to stir some thoughts up. Exactly. We're going to take a deep plunge in the thinking well. There you go. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs>